Hello, and welcome to the Fun and Sobriety Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, and uh, I am an alcoholic. Today is another solo episode of the Fun and Sobriety Podcast. It is a Sunday. Uh, I was tempted to say another crummy Sunday, but it's, it's actually a really... Uh, it's a really nice day out there. It's the seventeenth uh, of November, two thousand and nineteen. I'm saying that specifically because there's a digital clock right in front of me that tells me exactly the date and time. And the temperature in this room is quite high. My goodness. Uh, but um, I'm inclined to refer to it as another crummy Sunday because uh, I guess that's how I feel. You know. <clears throat> I know I've touched on this at least one time in the past. I, 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 I've had <laughs> the, the downside of recording solo episodes of this podcast. Uh, the way that I do it is that I'm not in hundred percent clear what I've actually, um, finally published versus the number of hours that I've got of stuff that I don't deem worthy of publishing. Um, so I don't know how many times I've, uh, how many hours I've spent whining about that Sunday feeling. Um, so um, my apologies if it's been a lot because that's how I'm at it. That's how I feel again today. You know, I woke up this morning with a, a case of the bummer Sundays, man. Um, and, uh, you know, this is, this is... This feeling I have today is uh, very familiar because um, it's, I mean, I, I say this with the caveat of the real underlying reason why I drank is because I just really, really love to be drunk and I don't drink in a safe way. I drink in a way to obliterate and, um, you know, so when I when I make a statement like, the feeling, the Sunday feeling that I have today is why I drank in the past. I, I, I'm not saying that entirely. It's not in, in, it's not a broad sweeping statement, but this feeling was a feeling that I certainly strove to drink away and did very often and throughout most of my 20s and 30s, to be frank. Um, So that is to say this bummer Sunday feeling is very familiar and even 10 years plus into sobriety, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, I'm still me. I, I still have the same or, you know, it feels the same kind of feeling of foreboding and forlorn forlornness forlornness i don't know i i just i, I feel like i feel bad on sundays man it's like the weekend the the optimism of friday and the and early saturday give way to this just impending sense of responsibilities and routine and mundanity of life that is coming tomorrow right like when i wake up sunday mornings you know especially in the winter when it is in general kind of ugly out like i said today was really you know it was the 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 
the weather and the very uh, general environment was working against my negative poo-pooing attitude, that's for sure, because when I actually came upstairs and looked around and saw what the day was, it was quite pleasant. For November 17th, you know, pushing mid-50s, sunny, clear skies. That's a that's a tough, <laughs> that's a tough uh, environment to argue that, man, this is just a shitty day, you guys. Look out here. Look how crappy it is. Everybody's out wanting to walk walk in the foothills and take their kids out to to enjoy the day what this is garbage <laughs> um and yeah i mean i've got 10 years of recovery under my belt i i i have tools to help me through these feelings and this kind of blase attitude and just sense of the that I woke up feeling and, 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 you know, to be honest, I've been feeling for a while now, a few, few days, if not a couple of weeks now, of just kind of just not feeling super great, right? Like maybe it's just seasonal depression disorder or whatever you call that. Maybe it's just, you know, the changing of the temperature and the, the shorter days, just all of the things. I mean, whatever it is, I've been feeling it and I don't like it. And it is absolutely the kind of thing that I would I would use an ex, as an excuse to go drink like because I, I especially this time of year when I was really really just falling apart especially I, I I drank to get out of this feeling of muck right like I I don't like feeling like this I don't like feeling I feel like I haven't accomplished anything I feel like my life is just slipping through my hands like loose sand on the beach you know when you pick up a handful of sand and just kind of let it roll out that's what it feels like and you know there's the the sense that it doesn't you know all of these things I I register these are all feelings like I feel I feel gross and fat and unappealing and unattractive and unlovable and and any number of like negative nonsense that I'll I'll beat myself up I used to beat myself up, I should say, and not beat myself up over, but but as as a way to like just keep kind of the the self ass kicking machine going, you know. I I I I felt like this most of my life. I as far as I can remember, I just I've never enjoyed Sundays, and and I certainly discovered a nice way around it so that instead of um, feeling sitting in my feelings of of dread for whatever Monday and the rest of the week and the rest of the month and the rest of the year and the rest of my life was, you know, was building right in front of me. You know, I, I, years ago, I was a teenager when I realized, man, I can, I can have a couple of drinks, smoke some pot and just not have to worry about it. You know, that was, I, I still have very fond memories of just, nursing a wicked hangover on Sunday in in my in my room at my parents house in in high school and just vegging out watching football on TV and you know if I had it smoking a little bit of pot if I I could get it drinking a little bit of whatever you know I, I, I I have fond memories of drinking Kahlua Pepsi and milk 
you know, that, that mixture together, which I didn't realize had a name at the time. It was just a, a nifty combination of alcohol and sweet and, and a little bit of uh, thickener there. And I, I'm certain that, I mean, I, I was a teenager. I didn't have access to Clue all the time, but I, I, I believe I had it for a couple of times because I remember a couple of weeks because I remember those were very pleasant Sundays, just kicking back, having two or three white Russians by myself in my room as a fucking happy-go-lucky teenager with nothing else. You know, there's the, the, the double-edged thing of drinking as a teenager is it's, you know, it's fucking your brain up. And for me, it was fucking up my, my sensibility of, you know, just, just what is an acceptable thing to do with my life. But it was also an acute awareness that life is fucking long and you know this is just another Sunday I'm just gonna kill the day and you know I gotta go to school in the morning and blah 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 like I remember leaning into that a long long time ago as just a perfectly acceptable way to handle Sundays and and, and I you know I mean the, the <laughs> you know speaking broadly as a culture that's kind of encouraged right like you go watch football and drink beer with your friends like that's that's kind of a common guy thing to do at least a middle class white guy thing to do for sure maybe maybe white doesn't even need to be a part of that just middle class thing to do is to go spend the afternoon kicking back some beers killing the day with nonsense right because that's all that is you know watching football and uh, watching football period is just a way to kind of get out of your head right there's nothing important about that there's nothing it's not even that interesting especially not anymore I mean I I don't think it's just because I'm older and I just don't give a fuck anymore but football was different there was there was something before free trade that made watching football feel I don't know there was something about a teen or something about I don't know maybe it's just me maybe my attention has just changed but the whole intent of that is to just get out of your head forget your troubles just focus on this bullshit thing that you kind of know it's just nothing it's just a thing to give your energy to because I think this this Sunday malaise, it's just it's a it's it's part of being a human, right? Like, and I don't I don't know if the rhythm has been built into the culture we've built in the last however many hundred years, so that Sunday is for church and for reset, and I I don't know if that's a natural rhythm or if it's something we've built, but it just feels like Sundays are this day where you just kind of just feel like it just. You know, people go to church, and I can't imagine going to church. Good Lord. I can't imagine, on top of the sense of, like, Mondays bringing this nonsense and the mundanity of my existence, I can't imagine starting my fucking Sunday with that, too. Like, waking up and knowing, like, well, in two hours or in an hour, I'm going to have to go. I mean, I went to Catholic church, so it was really just frustrating as I'll get out like stand up sit down kneel okay now stand back up now shake hands with your neighbor now open to this page sit down and kneel again kneel sit sit kneel like all that it's like a calisthenic workout (laughs) very uncomfortable benches to put your knees on but that's just it like even that like even that especially that like the times when I was I voluntarily put myself to going to church for a little while in junior high after my parents split up felt like it was something something was missing from my life i better i better lean into this sense of community that my grandparents instilled in me with church i, I wouldn't even say sense of community just this like well church is important to them so it must be important so but um 
you know, reflecting on that, even as I was putting myself through catechism so I could be um, baptized. I, I, I sure hope catechism is the right word there. I'm not going to try and look up what the actual thing is. So those little classes you have to take. Uh, it occurred to me, you know, after, you know, <laughs> after the initial, like, maybe I should do this war off. And I was like, oh, no, this is a huge mistake. I don't want to spend any of my time on this. But <laughs> you start a ball rolling. You got you to gotta let it go until it stops rolling. And for me, that was, I don't know, however many weeks of going to that class and going to church. And, oh, oh, my God. And that most definitely that kind of behavior doesn't get me out of my get me out of this funk by any means right like i I suppose that's intent is if 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 that is where you lean i guess that would be i i part of me is a little bit envious of that just to be able to not necessarily catholic church but just that kind of community connection like that where you can just go and just have a pleasant interaction with with people and and i'm I'm trying to lean into like all the positive things about it because i i can barely even talk about it without stumbling immediately to the negative aspects of all of that nonsense of organized religion but you know i get at least the idea of i mean if it, if it's to get those people they get you know everybody has this sense of fucking dread on sundays i'm, I'm guessing and if it's to help get them through that you know insofar as it's not hurting anybody that's you know more power to them i suppose but it's for sure just one more thing for me that would just make me want to hit myself in the head with a hammer right and worse than i already do you know and i wake up this on sunday of the day like today and and part of it is yeah today is sunday so it makes it that much worse but like i said i've been just kind of feeling this uh, malaise for a bit now right like my, my last solo episode talking about visiting my grandmother and feeling my age and feeling my mortality and like like all that just kind of folds into it you know like i'm 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 on the other end i'm i'm on the downward slope now right like i'm not that teenager drinking kahlua coke and or pepsi and milk in my room right like uh, the, the, i don't have a seemingly infinite future in front of me i've got a very finite one and it's and it's one there i know this slow decay of my body and the you know the, the difficulty of you know just doing things that i used to just be able to do simple you know just bend down and pick shit up without my knees cracking and hurting like just nonsense like that that's just gonna get worse and that i'm aware of that and there's only so much reminding myself of the gratitude of what i have in my existence and all the positives in my life there's only so much of that that's gonna push that out of my head because it, it's still true right like i'm i i mean to talk about gratitude like that i that's the only thing that gets me through a day like today is an awareness of what i'm grateful for and 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 an ability to take a deep breath and just kind of be calm and recognize that you know it's just feelings these feelings will pass the sadness will pass this the sense of you know nothing is going to work out great for me like that that's gonna pass right like it's a lot of that is just negative nonsense that for whatever reason crops up on sundays you know and is cropping up a lot more in general for me right now because i I do have an overarching dissatisfaction with my life and you know i I feel like that's relatable i feel like that's the kind of thing i kind of want to talk about but i'm i'm hesitant to get too far into it because i don't i don't want to I don't want to dwell on 
shit that I don't have a a plan for, that I don't have a way to deal with other than, you know, like I, I don't have an answer for what's going to make my life more satisfactory. So I, I feel false trying to present myself in this podcast, in this forum as having some sort of solution because I have none. I don't have a solution. I wish I did. I wish this was a podcast about, you know, here's what I did to change my life and you can do it too for seven easy payments. Um, I don't have, I don't have that. Uh, but I have a way to get through this minute, to get through this breath, to get through this next hour, to get through the rest of today, to, to get through tonight with, without leaning into the very real thing that I have that I could use to just destroy myself, right? Like, it's not um, incorrect to say that part of this malaise, part of this just general feeling of dread and sadness and bleh, Sunday blues it's not it would be it would be a lie to say that the the idea of drinking doesn't cross my mind absolutely crosses my mind yeah, absolutely the the idea that i could just get rid of all of this feeling of i i don't i feel like i'm i should just hit like record and just keep playing back the same like four words like dread and sadness and malaise whatever like i, I could drown that shit out And uh, I even I, I I made a comment earlier today, even when I was getting moving and taking the steps, right? Like 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 literal steps, not not twelve steps. The steps to like make my bed and go, you know, slide some clothes on and just go upstairs and look at the day and you know have a little bit of food, have a little bit more coffee. Like there's just the things that. Uh, I have to like consciously force myself to do so that I don't just spend all day laying in bed feeling like a lump and a fucking sad sack and all of the nonsense kind of things where I mean I, it's one thing to feel dread and, and forlornness and sadness and malaise and it's another to just lean into it and feel sorry for yourself right like I don't I don't, I don't I'm not at a point where that feels okay right now right like I'm not that upset the world isn't that fucking hard right now because um, if it would if it did i would just do that i would just go start a fucking bath and just go lay in it and just be like fuck this i'm checking out for the day because i don't i don't want to go i don't want to go drink right like i i did make that statement when i was making my bed i was just like man this is a day for just fucking drinking some whiskey and and my girl was like how serious was that how serious when you said that, how 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 serious was that statement? Right, because she cares about me. She knows that that kind of a thing is is loaded or potentially loaded for sure. That kind of a statement is potentially loaded and, and not not punny, but like you know, it's there's more weight behind that when I say it than you know when I don't know. A normie is just like I feel like getting drunk, and that's what I told her. I was like, yeah, I mean it's double-edged because that's kind of always there and in a day like today it's really there i i do i wish i could go i wish i could go have a big tumbler of whiskey and a beer back and just be like checked out for a little bit like not even get obliterated i wish i could do that i wish i could just have a drink or two and just uh you know take the edge off and 
you know, make the day kind of pass a little easier because I know, you know, come whatever, 10 o'clock tonight when I'm finally putting my head down for the rest of the night, I, you know, tomorrow's going to come, you know, all the, all the responsibilities that come with the beginning of the work week, like they're all going to be there. And I do wish, I wish that I was somebody who could have a couple drinks and then spend the rest of the day just doing whatever, right? Like, so yeah, that statement is a little loaded because I do wish that. I know I can't. I know that if I had that drink, I know, I, you know, it wouldn't be that. It would be, fuck, I don't know. I don't think it would, I don't, it would definitely not end well, right? I mean, it would not end today if I decided, you know, well, I'm just going to watch football and have a couple of whiskeys and, uh, you know, I'll wake up in Christmas sometime uh, somewhere else, you know, I, who fucking knows, right? I don't, I don't want to romanticize it. it. It would just be a fucking disaster. But I wasn't lying, right? Like, I feel dread. I feel uh, like it was, it was particularly bad this morning. I, I felt like so uncomfortable in my own skin. You know, like I just I looked down and then all of the things, the body dysmorphia, the, the, the self-loathing just kind of comes creeping out like some kind of special effect of snakes coming out of my skin. And I'm just like, I, ugh, I don't like me. I don't like me. I don't like what I'm doing. I don't like this life that I have. I don't like this house that's over my head. I don't like, I don't like that. I have all these kids I got to take care of. I don't like, I don't like that. I have to go to this job that is unsatisfying to me. I don't like that. I've got all this debt leaning over my looming over me and that, you know, I don't like that. I have to rely on this job that doesn't satisfy me because I don't want my house to go away. But you know, that, that makes the whole thing, my whole living environment feel more precarious than it probably is. I mean, all, all of the just jumble of just self-loathing baloney. I, I'm hesitant to even call it baloney. It's, it's real. The self-loathing is real. The, the, in the problems and the concerns, they're all real with the exception of perhaps like I'm, I'm not a garbage person, but you know, the, the, the tangible things, they're real. And the, you know, the, the heaviness and the pressure and the responsibilities, they're, they're all real. And that, that's what makes it double-edged and dangerous, right? Cause that for sure was part of why I drank towards the end. Cause I, I just, I couldn't handle all those responsibilities. Well, check that. I couldn't, I couldn't handle that I had put myself in a spot where this was my life and I just I was not happy and it just felt like no you know felt like the, the Sisyphean boulder like I just keep pushing this thing up and then it rolls down and then I get up on Monday and I push it up and and yeah I mean I'm I'm, I'm sort of telling on myself that I mean, I'm not I'm not sitting here like itching to drink. I'm I'm not like closer to a drink today than I've been in, in you know in some tangible timeline or something. I just you know I'm an alcoholic and I don't know that I'll ever have a part of me. I I don't know that I'll ever have a period of my life or at some point, you know, past some point of sobriety, some point of comfort in my existence and everything around me and whatever I don't know that there'll be any point where that desire to just check out is gone right like I I have this suspicion that that's always going to be there and 
when it comes to alcohol, when it comes to intoxicants of any kind, that's a huge, huge danger, I guess, right? Like, I, I can't toy with it. I don't, there's no, I, I've lost the ability to just fuck around with it, right? Like, I, I probably never really had that ability. Maybe maybe in that, those teenage years, although arguably a kid who's sitting alone drinking in his room at 15, 16 or however old I was, that's not drinking normally, right? Like, you know, there's normal teenage drinking, which I said in a recent in a conversation podcast, like normal teenage drinkers don't drink like that. Normal teenage drinkers, you know, have a beer or two with their friends because, you know, it, it's supposed to be uh, it's the idea of, of alcohol, at least the way it's presented, is that it's just this enhancer it's a it's a it's a way to like enjoy <clears throat> enjoy time with other people I, I don't even know what the fuck it is because i never bought into it i never understood it it was just like oh this feels fucking great give me more <sighs> i don't know i mean it is a nice day out and i think you know i i <laughs> I know a part of why I feel extra bleh today and right now and over the last few days and weeks is it, it, this time of year just kind of gets me like that, right? Like this was the time of year where I was really falling apart at the end of my drinking, you know, knock on wood, the, 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 the before I fully, fully embraced recovery for the last time, knock on wood, you know, I hope I don't have to try and go through all that again. This was the time of year where I was just fucking really falling apart. And so it's for someone who's already inclined to have just kind of negative thoughts about himself and just be kind of bumming on a Sunday and bumming when things are just kind of, I don't know, when it's just not awesome, you know, when I'm not satisfied. Adding on to it, the, the body memory of that time towards the end of my fucking drinking, like, man, that, that winter preceding my, you know, actual entry into recovery, you know, my, my sobriety date is, is April 22nd, 2009. So, you know, November of 2008, that winter, I was a real wreck and I, I I feel you know subconsciously it's still just sitting back there like because again I, I'm the same physical person right like I still as I was then I, I, I had the same like fucking Sunday blah you know and it was it was worse because by this time that year I had drank myself out of a job right like I, I didn't I no longer had a big important job to go to and let me tell you the worst worse than having a big important job to go to that's not satisfying is not even having that fucking job but still having all of the overhead that that job at least helps facilitate and pay for right like that was that was terrible that was terrible and I just you know it's just one more reason to hate myself one more reason to want to check out check the fuck out right and man that was that was ugly, and I I'm convinced that's part of why this is right. Like I I, I have periods of, of every year uh, where 
this like deep ingrained itchiness and sense of like dread really start to hit me and and it's not just because it's winter it's not just because this is just what happens when the days get short there's there's something in there right like and and i i'm i'm certain for this period in the year every year because i kind of get like this any winter it's partly because of that man it's partly because you know, winter of 2008 dude i was i was living in my parents basement just to say i just put all my shit in this little room that my parents have as a guest room down in their um i guess it's a finished basement but it's you know it's not homey it's just you know it's like a storage area with a bed in it and and they graciously let me use it because they love me and and i'm fucking falling apart and they're gonna just do what they can and you know offer their hearts to me and i i did my best to abuse them with that you know not 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 viciously but fuck man you know i was just hiding i was just hiding i was hiding from my life like and it just got worse it was just that's what it was i was hiding i was i was you know i'd moved into their house in the summer of 2008 when my wife and i just had like really blown up and and i used all of that as an excuse to just make myself free to drink more free to drink more was all everything about me was just getting fucked up it was all i cared all i fucking cared about and by november of that year like i moved out in august and by November that year, I'd lost my job. I was fucking incapable of not drinking, right? Like, I, I had made a stint. I had tried a stint after I lost my job. I tried a stint of outpatient treatment stuff, and I and I, and I, and I, tr- I tried. I, I did not try hard. I didn't get it, right? Like, I, my first, you know, you go to the thing, and you, you, you give them your insurance information, and they're like, sure, come on, classes start now, right? Like, they're affable. They want, they want to help. I mean, they... I, I, my heart goes out, man. Hats off to the fucking counselors out there in the world, because especially drug and alcohol abuse counselors, like they, they're dealing with liars and self-deluded lunatics who fundamentally know somewhere inside that hey, something's not right. But you know, I, I can only imagine the day-to-day interacting with people like I was then, and the people in those classes with me then, like they're we're all just fucking liars and maybe you know i think the attrition rate is a good estimate of of the number of people who actually lean into that shit and i I think they quoted like 10 percent of people who enter into any of those programs you know make it and air quotes around make it make it just meaning find some aspect of recovery that they can hold on to and and have long-term sobriety right like what is the metric for fucking successful drug and alcohol counseling right like I mean, again, I've talked about this before. Like, what what is the metric for? How do you define consciousness, let alone a sober consciousness, right? Like all of that stuff. But it's pretty simple on a macro scale, an insurance company actuarial scale of like, well, are you still getting DUIs? Are you able to cover your bills? Are you, you know, are you are you having bleeding ulcers because you haven't eaten in three three weeks, but you drank every fucking twenty five minutes, like and stuff like that. And I, I, you know, I, I tried a little bit. I tried a little bit. I went, I went to the thing, and I sat down with the counselor, and like, did my little intake thing, and went through a few classes, and 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 had you know whatever the regular meeting with the person, and we talked about things, and we talked about stuff, and I don't, re- I don't remember specifically. I remember specifically omitting 
the fact that I had been drinking for years, right? Like I had been drinking for years, but I was pretending to everybody that I had only just now started to drink again. And like, you know, lo and behold, you know, Dylan starts drinking and two months later, everything in his life has fallen apart, you know, and that's a romantic idea. But the truth was I had come out of the closet as drinking again. And two months later, everything fell apart because the preceding four years was just solid nonstop drinking in secret. So I'd hit the ground running like a motherfucker, right? Like the treadmill was on nine and I just jumped on it. And so, yeah, when I went to the intake place and they asked, you know, what's your history of drinking or whatever it was. And I just like, I lied. I just said, oh yeah, well I, you know, I started, I started drinking again in August and like, I, you know, I just got out of control. And, and, and I remember looking at the woman thinking, oh, there's no way she could believe that. And she, she didn't give a fuck. She's like, okay, well, uh, you know, do your best. That That's pejorative. Like she, she's doing her job, right? It's not her job to police me. It's my job to police me. It's my job to be honest. It's my job to tell the truth. You know, her job is to just do with, do what she could. And, and, and in the back of my head, I knew like, as I walked out of the session with her and started going back to whatever classes they were like, who the fuck? It's, it's interesting. Those classes. I just remember it was just sitting in the back of my head of like, Oh, you weren't, you didn't tell the truth right there. You didn't tell. In fact, I think, I think I even went back I think I may have even gone back like a week or two later or sometime later and just said, Hey, uh, I didn't, I didn't tell you the whole truth there. And I like explained, I was like, actually, um, when I said, I just started drinking in August, uh, that's not true. I, I've been drinking, I've been drinking in secret for, for a long time now. And, and she just kind of like, <laughs> just like a pop in, she's just kind of sitting at her desk, writing something, just kind of looking over her shoulder, listening to me and just like, okay and then went back to what she was doing and I was like oh I guess I guess that's significant to me but why would they care because um, it was significant to me I mean it was I don't know I just I didn't I don't know it didn't take that's my point like I I, I sort of gave effort I sort of filled out the little ditto sheets of you know walking us through the 12-step ideas and like I sort of did this I sort of did that but I, I really just killed time and uh, I don't know what I'm talking about I guess I'm just I'm just referencing like just that part of why this time of year just kind of gets to me and why I just get I just get this existential dread about everything and it and it's just compounded by this time of year and like compounded by my memories of that that fucking winter 2008 man I mean I would go to, I would go to those classes I'd go to those classes and I would have uh, uh, I would have um, either those little sparks energy drinks that had alcohol in them I would have those with me or I would have uh, those little miniature like bottles of red wine that were like, you know, that came in like the little four, four carrier, you know, one bottle was supposed to be one glass, I guess. Um, and I would have those in my car like all the time. And, and it was, it was, my life was like a constant uh, emptying of the, those empties, like getting those into the garbage surreptitiously. Cause even though I was out of the closet about drinking, I still, you know, it's like, I still need to make sure people don't have any idea how much I'm drinking for God's sakes. Um, so yeah, I would, I would, I would, and if I could afford it, I would go buy like the bottom shelf 
vodka, right? I, I, my, my baseline was to try and keep like a jug of that in my trunk in my car. And then I would also have the wine and I would also have the little sparks. The sparks was useful because then it, I could at least drive around and pretend like I was drinking like an energy drink, right? And I would drink those. I would drink one of those, usually the sparks because it smelled like, um, like a, I don't know, it smelled like a sugar-free Red Bull or something. So I, you know, it didn't, it wasn't a, uh, alarming scent so that if I, because I would drink it right before I'd go to those classes. I, I mean, that was my only way I could handle that shit. So I would, I would drink before the class, and then we'd do the, like, couple hours of the stuff, and they'd be like, all right, well, don't drink in between classes and go to meetings. And I'd be like, uh, yeah, yeah, don't don't drink in between these sessions. And I'd immediately go have the fucking one glass of the... I'd have one of those things of wine, and then I'd drive where I was going, and then I'd have the other one, and then I'd figure out a way to throw away those empties and then go buy more, right, like... And that's how that's how I did those classes, right? Like I, I'm, I'm sure at some point I put together like four days of, of actually not drinking, maybe ten days of actually not drinking, but I, it, nothing that was real, right? Like I was, I was just, I could just feel that I was just down this thing, and like I wasn't, this wasn't gonna do it. Like I, it was enough, sort of. I could, I could acknowledge to myself, yeah, I need help, and this is what they're offering, so I should do this, right? I don't know who was offering. I think my I think my dad may have looked it up and been like, "Hey, why don't you go check this out?" And I would I would drive around. I'd drive around during the day. Maybe 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 by then I'd quit going to the classes and I didn't want to admit it. And so I would it's probably what I did. I would I would get in my car and I'd leave the house like whenever it was that I was supposed to leave for those classes and I'd just go <sighs> I'd go park somewhere in the north end and like push the seat back in the car and just kind of take a nap and drive somewhere else and take a nap and like I was, I didn't want to see people like I couldn't I couldn't face people I didn't want to I didn't want to make eye contact I didn't want people to see me I just I felt I felt I felt like a I felt like certainly people who panhandle, that's how I felt. I felt like the unknowable person, you know, like that, that sense of not even being a member of the same world. That's how I felt. I would, I would hide out until it got dark and then I'd go down to the bar, right? That sounds so romantic. And I go down to the bar. I just go down to Neurolux. Go down to Neurolux because it's familiar, and I had a handful of people that I'd been kind of drinking with down there all the time for you know a few months at that point, and they all just kind of put up with me, right? Like they're bartenders. They don't give a fuck. They kind of I could tell by the way they looked at me. They're just like this fucking guy. Like what are you doing? Right? That was the way I took their looks. It was like this. It wasn't even this judgment so much as just this like, what are you doing? Like. You're not supposed to be here, and that's the way I, I felt. That's the, the the way I interpreted their look, even though their look was probably just like uh, a, a quick glance of like I'll get to you in a sec. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, clearly I'm putting that on them because I I know in my heart I'm not I'm not supposed to be doing this. I'm not, this isn't this isn't me. And that's funny because that's the same fucking sense of dread that I was trying to get out of. 
right? Like the Sunday blues is like, this isn't, this isn't the life. This is this, you know, that David Byrne, like what, waking up and being like, this isn't my, this isn't my house. This isn't my, this isn't my life. Like, where did, where did this come from? How did this happen? Right. That's, that's that same sense of like, what, what's going on with my life? How did I get here? And, and, you know, that's part of the terrible irony of that, that winter was like, I just, fucking dove into like the most self-destructive thing well not the most but an extremely self-destructive response to it as a way to hide and avoid even acknowledging that that feeling of dread and 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 whatever and i wound up in the same spot but even worse because it i was also fucked up and and like just piling more and more obstacles in the way of me figuring out some way to be satisfied some way to like actually make positive changes in my life right like every every buzz that I got that led to a fucking drunk, which led to a blackout, which led to a fucking hangover and self-loathing and disdain and desire to hide and crawl into a hole and disappear. Every one of those was just one more pylon of the dread and the self-loathing. Like it was this, this perpetual motion thing of like, I hate myself. I'm going to do this to myself and then I'm going to hate myself more. So I'm going to, I'm going to do this to myself to get out of that feeling. And it just, it just got worse and worse. And so, yeah, I think this time of year, I, my body remembers that even if I'm like no longer in that state, even if, you know, my, my present condition is no longer that fucking hopeless. Right. Like I, like I said, like to get through this today, because I, I can't, I can't, I can't do that to myself again, right? Well, no, that's not true. I could do that to myself again. I really, really, really don't want to. And because I really, really don't want to, and because I know that, you know, having a couple of drinks will just turn into that same, eventually, probably very quickly, that same, like, I hate myself. I can't believe I've done this to myself. I'm going to drink so I can get out of this thought and I don't have to think about this anymore. Now I can't believe I did that. Now I hate myself. Because I know that that, that's where that goes. And it's like, my it's still right there like it's I'm, I'm recording this at the studio it's it's in the other room again right like there we, there was a party here last night we had we had like a potluck I, there's still stuff in there right like I, it's it's always right there like i live in america there's fucking alcohol somewhere within you know walking distance more or less more or less anywhere i go right like it's it's always right there this this tool i could use to just really obliterate everything and including these feelings of dread, I could obliterate those for a few minutes. It's all right there. And, uh, and, and I don't, I, I get through these days. I get through these feelings and these moments and these, these moments, these, these, I get through these periods of just dread and and the lays and existential sadness and la 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 all sorts of big words to put on it. I get through all of this by reminding myself of the good things that I have, by remembering to just breathe and stay calm, and knowing that you know I'm gonna survive this next minute. I'm gonna survive this next breath. And most likely I'm going to be here in an hour. I'm probably going to be here in a day. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to wake up next week. And those days are still going to be there. And I'm still going to have to live through those moments. And I can either 
put a bunch of bullshit on top of myself and expectations and sadness and, and layer all that nonsense on me or I can not and I can take it easy and I can remember all the good things that I have in my life. You know, a gratitude list is the, is the, the common phrase for it. And I don't, I don't make actual lists, but I do, especially when I wake up on a Sunday like today and I'm just like, nothing is okay. I am not okay. My life's not okay. Like the, the, even, you know, the, the mixture of true, uh, responsibilities and, and pain and difficulties in my life combined with the nonsense ones that are just made up self-loathing that, that gets intermixed in your, you know, your pre-conscious brain while you're kind of waking up and you're just like, I don't want to deal with this. And, you know, I just remind myself, Hey, I got a roof over my head, you know? And, and yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe all of that is maybe, you know, I've, I've got food in the sh covers. I've got electricity. I've got, you know, I've got, I've got entertainment. I've got TV. You know, I've got, I've got stuff. I've got, I've got a comfortable life and maybe it's not a permanent thing. Maybe, maybe it'll all go away in a couple of months. Maybe I'll lose my job and all this shit will go, but I don't, that's not, I'm right now laying in my bed and it, it's okay. It, this feeling is a feeling and it's going to pass. It doesn't need to take over. And that's, that's taking a lot of time and effort, and it still takes a lot of time and effort and practice to be able to do. And I'm not going to claim that I do it very efficiently, and I don't, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm still sitting here hours later, and I'm still just like, bleh, 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 bleh. but I am capable of doing it in that breath so that I don't start to trip down a path where I'm like, yeah, fuck it, dude, everything sucks. I, I suck. My life sucks. I, I should just fucking throw it away. Like, I know that that path is right there. And if I let negativity kind of take over for too long, I'll start rolling a ball that way. And once the ball starts rolling that way, it's harder and harder to get it to stop, you know? And and it would be great if, if you could just direct it towards the positivity and that ball could roll towards positivity. It was just as difficult to stop it from rolling towards positivity. So you'd be like, I'm, I, everything, I'm in a really great mood no matter what. Like, that would be awesome. I don't know why. <laughs> it's interesting. I don't know why our condition isn't to, like, have that self uh improvement ball of muck rolling with the same kind of intensity as the self-deloathing one does but I don't know I've never met anybody for whom that does but most people seem to have the the one that just gets like the more sad you get the more sad you're going to become like but that's how I can get through it and that's how I do get through it and I feel like that's relatable to uh, to everyone not just people who or, you know, not just people trying to, not just people in recovery, but everyone, right? Like, reminding myself of the things that I have in my life that are, are good in that I should be thankful for, right? Like, I, I am healthy, right? Like, I've, I've got my health. I'm not, I, my, none of my kids have, none of my kids have terrible sicknesses. You know, they're all they're all healthy. They're all, you know, emotionally doing well right now, at least, you know, we all go through shit and, and, you know, my kids have moment to moment of things that are, you know, they, I mean, their, their fucking mother is gone, right? Like it's been, it's been seven years now, but that's still seven fucking years, dude. I, yeah, 
I'm grateful for that too. Not for her being gone. But I'm grateful for the fact that I was able to be here for them and that I was able to help them through all that. And I, that really, that becomes like the big sledgehammer one where it, like when I'm really having difficulty getting the ass kicking machine to shut up and stop making me feel like garbage, like, When I was needed, I was there. And when I, I, when the things got really hard, after I, I fucking got my legs under me again in recovery, man, I am so grateful that I was able to be there for them and to be there for me, right? Like, I mean, there's a scenario where I just couldn't handle that and I just fucking checked the fuck out. I can't even imagine what that would have been like. And I don't have to, right? Like, that's also self-deluding nonsense to, to help, like, feel sorry for yourself. Like, I, all I know is because of what I've gone through and because I've gotten better tools, I, I can breathe through that shit. I mean, I tried to give my kids that, that I tried to help them that way, like, be like, hey, just, it's going to be okay. Like, I know right now sucks. Right this second is hard, but... You know, just breathe and get to the next second and we can get to the next minute and we can get to the next hour and in a couple of weeks I know it's hard to believe but it's going to feel a little bit better you know and now years have passed and they are doing so good and maybe that's part of this like why it's starting to feel heavy again for me this time of year notwithstanding like you know they are doing better like they don't they don't they're not precarious like they were and and now me time right like now what about what about dylan like what about dylan like i don't i don't fucking know i know that i was able to do the right thing in the in the you know when it was traumatic you know like in the middle of the trauma i was there i could do it but now what the trauma's not there now what I felt like I got a little esoteric because I'm, I'm folding in my own <clears throat> um, my own, you know, desire to change. You know, it's it's underlying a lot of this. My my desire to make uh, a shift in my life. You know, that I'm not I'm not interested in in turning this into a projection podcast, right? Like I'm here, I'm, I'm I, I just know that as it relates to this Sunday blues I'm not satisfied with where I'm at and again back to I wish it that I had a story where I was telling you all the great things I did to get out of that feeling and into my new world I'm not and I guess the best that I can offer right now is that I know how to get myself through this moment where I have, you know, fantastical, unrealistic, self-loathing things that are not based in reality, like my, my sense of like grossness about my body and about my personality and just all the negative shit that I'll tell myself that's fantasy because I'm not a bad person. I'm not those things. I'm, I'm just, I'm just me. And, you know, by all measures, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty okay. But then there's also the just dis, the dissatisfaction that is real, and and there's things that I wish were different, 
flipping out about them doesn't help anything. And that's, that's, that's what I'm hoping to relate here is that, yeah, I am in a state of non-satisfaction. Like I don't feel accomplished. I don't feel comfortable in my existence today. And it's not just a fantasy and it's not just the self-loathing and it's not just this body memory of the, the bad, bad time 10 years ago, 11 years ago. It's also real shit. It's also real things to be bumming about. But my approach to getting through this moment of that same sensation, regardless of if it's based in something real or in my own fucking deluded self-fantasies of, of, of disdain or whatever, it's the same. Remember what I'm grateful for. I remember the positive things in my life, and I try and just breathe through it, and just stay calm, and remember that feelings aren't necessarily real, right? Like they don't have to, and they never have to dictate my life. And if I just stay calm, and I make it through this next minute, and I make it through this next hour, and I make it through the next day and through the week. And if I want to have any chance of making a positive impact on my life, I need to be present. And to be present, I need to do those things I just described. And included in that, you know, a major part of that is staying sober, right? Like, I mean, that's like, like at a core level, like that's like the bare minimum. Like also in order to facilitate that and help keep that sense of like presence going, don't check out, right? Don't check out. And the, the purest checkout for me is four fingers of whiskey and a beer back. I don't know. I don't even know what I'll title this episode other than maybe Sunday Blues, you know, gratitude. Fucking knows. I'm just certain that I'm not the only first person who feels like this on Sundays, even if they're beautiful Sundays, you know? I mean, I, I, I got out of my head. I went for a nice nine-mile run, right? Like, force myself to go do something physical. And even when it was over, you know, I felt better, obviously, or maybe not obvious, but, you know, put yourself through physical in, endurance, and you're like, you feel better. You just, you're no longer, like, up in your head. You're no longer sitting there just bleh. It didn't fix everything, you know. Anyway, um, that's my Sunday Blues podcast, you guys. And uh, I really appreciate you listening. And I appreciate the feedback I've been receiving. And, and I, hope, I hope that these are helpful for people, you know. I feel silly a lot of time, especially these solo ones. I feel kind of silly, but this is where I'm at. And that's the best I can do right now is just offer you a little glimpse of where I'm at. And, you know, hopefully it helps if, if you're feeling something similar or if you can relate, you know, I hope, I hope that can help. I hope you can relate, honestly. Um, anyway, uh, if you want to reach out, you can find me on Facebook or you can contact me through the contact us link on the eavesdroppodcastnetwork.com website. And, uh, you know, like I end these often, I, my heart really goes out to anybody struggling, especially on these fucking crummy Sunday blues days, man. My heart goes out, dude. I, I, it, these are fucking rough days. These, you know, short days, colder, and the desire to just check out, man. I, I relate. I fucking get it. It's hard, especially early in. It's really hard to just let that shit go. 
And it's more than just letting it go. That's the secret is you got to do, you got to do proactive shit. You got to get out there and you got to make a change. And for me, that change included a lot of 12 step shit. And if you don't like hearing that tough shit, because it's the truth. And if you need to get sober, get out of your own way and just do it. You don't have to dedicate your life to it, but fucking shit works, man. Can if you try. Anyway, all uh, oh, that was just to say that I love you and I appreciate you all listening and uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Drop.